a great Australian sprinter, nature's type, and Dave McDonald, and look how far they've won by. Can he do it? Chautauqua, he's flying! The autumn sun, boy, you'll have to be good to win from there. Artorias pounces, bombs them, and wins! He's back, ladies and gentlemen. The lottery host, Lottie himself. How are you, mate? I'm I'm here, Jack. How are you? Yeah, I'm here as well. It's been a big week. <laughs> what a tough day! Last Saturday, very, very, very testing. A lot of punters saw themselves out for the day, but we did fight back late. Sail. We come home like a wet yeah, sail. I think that yeah, those those later races after those first couple of races, I was like, oh boy, I messed in the group. I was like, what is happening here today? I was like, we are in for an absolute strip out, but. The boys fought back late, had a couple of salute, they had a couple of odds and a couple of good wins, but we, we, I, I still ended up, well, I ended up after the day, but fucking just from tipping wise, it was all over the place early. It, like if you would have, like I couldn't imagine what it would have paid for an all up, but yeah, if you tipped a couple of those early winners, good on you, but I was absolutely nowhere near them. Yeah, I was the same. Um, I felt that. I got into a little bit of a groove towards the end of the day and by then it was too late. I was done. But we might as well go back into the time machine, as Thorny likes to say, on the weekly wrap and get into the races that were. So where do you want to start? Uh, we'll start. I'll, I'll probably start Flemington, but there's just a little bit of news I just want to get get through get through and get done with. Um, the Everest field is locked in officially. Uh, we have the 12 runs. The final fields are out, so we'll go over that in the, the review app coming out Friday morning. But alcohol-free is definitely in there for the Everest slot, and he's, hooked, he's taken you long slot. It is a Yulong going ho horse, so definitely it was it was bound to be about that. But I don't know if you if you know this, but alcohol free is the most expensive horse ever to race in Australia. I knew it was expensive. I didn't know it was the most expensive. Ten point six million dollars they pay for it. Jeez. Just for this one horse. Jeez, you hope it wins on Saturday then. You make your money back straight away. You make and double money. it. Well, you would double no, it. No, it's it's it, se- se- seven million to the winner. Yeah. We were discussing who it would be. So there's uh, me and Joel. We're discussing it off air, yeah. Um, getting him prepared for it for how much it's going to be getting the notes down. So yeah, nearly making the money back straight away if it wins that one. Jeez, so yeah, jump like, up and down. Oh yeah, absolutely. They'll be they'll be wrapped with that. But um, a little bit of sad news come out of two pretty good horses in my opinion. Cardinal Gem and Al, and Al Patroness have both passed away in the last couple of days. Of yeah, right. Couple of, couple of broken down. Well, I think one broke down in track. I think they're both broken down in track work. But we've, we've lost a couple of good horses. Cardinal Gem ran the Golden Eagle last year. Just never looked like. It was, it's an absolute gun horse, won a couple of good stakes races, but just never got around. And Al Patroness won the ATC Oaks or something. It was a, it's a yeah. group one winner already, and it was a bloody good horse. And they've both sadly passed, and we've lost a couple of good horses along the way. But like that's about like other than that, we've pretty had a we've actually had a pretty quiet week in news. Other than that, we've had like the like it's pretty much been centered around the Everest that's taken over everything right now. So we'll duly get to that on Friday morning, but we'll probably go to a, we'll probably just go to Flemington right now. May as well. Let's get into it. May as well smash through it. So the rail was at nine metres of Flemington, which is the normal standard for Turnbull Stakes. And the, the track actually, like for the rail at nine in Flemington, it actually played pretty well, in my opinion. Um, I didn't, like, I thought there was a little bit of bias earlier on the day, but like later on the day, they definitely come from back. They, they definitely made up ground late. And they definitely were able to put pay to them late. But especially in the sectional point of view, they definitely didn't have amazing sectionals for the day. Like there was nothing that really smashed the clock or anything. Like, the best 600 meter split of the entire day was William Thomas in the first race, and he had a 33-26 last last 600, and that's like a 33-20. It's it's still a good split, but the best of the day is pretty average. Like you, and considering he finished six as well, yeah, like it's just it just goes to show like it just wasn't a really quick day. And the best final 200 meters 
was Riff Rocket in the third race, and that was driven by J Mac and Chris Waller, and that was an eleven forty two last two hundred meters. So like, there's still, there's still good splits in the, the day, but you, you'd be expecting a best split of the entire meeting to be like a a ten second final two hundred or a thirty or a thirty two second final six hundred, but it just wasn't that meant to be. Damian Lane and Craig Williams both rode doubles, but everything other than that it was just individual jockeys. They no one really had a day out jockey-wise. Damian Lane and Craig Williams both had a couple of good wins under the belt, and they were riding bloody good horses too, which helped. Uh, but geez, gold trip, what a horse! Yeah, back to. Oh, I, I was very, I was head, I was chips in with the band earlier. I thought this, these European horses just like we just can't compare to them. But the way Gold Trip won, you know, he had to think he'd go back to back off that effort. Yeah, it was massive. Uh, I didn't see it coming personally. Obviously, you collected the chockies to really get us back in there. And I know the SC faithful were pumped with it, uh, including obviously the lottery. So uh, that was obviously the biggest news for the day yeah. um, at Flemington anyway. Especially, yeah, especially getting Romantic like The Romantic Warrior is the biggest brew horse of the world. But like, I definitely wouldn't be sucking Romantic Warrior. Like, even the trainer said everything before it, just like he, he's not 100%. Like, he hasn't been eaten well. Just he needs his run, so I, I, I'm not sacking Romantic Warrior at all. But just off that effort of gold trip, like he can't do much wrong from that. Uh, but the, the like the best win of the day, like the horse you got to follow mainly out of that meeting is Riff Rocket from race three. He's absolutely flying that Smashed horse. Smashed it. Like it's, it should have been. It's the win of the day, but Gold Trip beat an absolute elite Group One field. So I've got to give Gold Trip uh, best win of the day. But like the way you put him away, and he had like. Normally for the splits and everything, you have the best final 200 meters and everything are normally in sprint races. But Riff Rocket had the best final 200 meter splits of the entire meeting in an 1800 meter race. Like, that's, that's better. Like, he went quicker in the final 200 than a thousand meter sprints and 1100 meter sprints. Like, that's just enormous. So he, that was only over 1800. So he definitely needs further. And he's since been backed into Victoria Derby fate. Like, he's the favorite for the Derby. And I really don't. I can't argue with that. He should be favourite for the Derby off that effort. He should just be locking it straight up from there. But in the first race, we were on Buse. He looked a bit stiff. I don't know if the rail was the best ground in that time of the race, but William Thomas had the best late sectionals, and he absolutely flew home from last. So I wouldn't be sacking Buse. I just didn't know if it was the right part of the ground. And then in race two, Bodyguard was the two-year-old. That was the Maribyrnong. Yeah, that was the Maribyrnong one. And he had um, he had trial. He he trialed up behind Espionage, who come in and won one of the the main races. It was I think it was the Breeders' Plate at Randwick at Rose Hill like two weeks like a week ago. And that's and he won a debut there. So that forms just stacking up through the roof. I think Bodyguard, especially with these young horses, if they can tick off a a win like that down the straight already, like you've got to follow. Like anytime I get the Flemington down the straight, it's a really hard track to master. Like it's a very, like it's a very niche thing. So if you can win off it early, you're looking pretty good. So definitely follow Bodyguard for any races down the straight or any spring races coming up. Uh, yeah, right, race three was Riff Rocket and just he's absolutely derby bound. Best 200 meter splits of the entire meeting. Of an 1800 meter race is unheard of in this kind of in this kind of thing. Like the the sectionals didn't stack up massively for the day, but. He's still the best sessioners for the day, so you definitely got to keep backing him up and trip. Uh, race four, Legacy is just absolutely done for me. I'm off it. Yeah, I was so keen going into the spring. I thought it was a good horse, but it's just the last two runs are just just just. Oh, I'm I'm done. There's no way I'm backing that horse ever again. The thing that wanted Zardozzi coming down from Sydney, and as I've been as I've always been saying, Sydney form is the best form, and. Didn't prove me wrong. What like eleven, twelve bucks? To be JC honest, he said the same thing. Yeah, right. it was an absolute. Like I, I definitely didn't bet on it. I think I was on legacies and 
Oh, I can't remember the horse. I bet on off the top of my head. Um, Say what we will do, though. We'll move past race five because the CEO's best of the day, I'm unstoppable, looked unstoppable until about 50 or 100. It did. But I will say this. I think it stuck to 1,100. I think if it gets to 1,200, it should be all right. So I still wouldn't be – it's probably still my top tick for the Coolmore. I think 1,200 metres, next 100 metres, it should be cherry ripe. So follow that one, I definitely reckon. But race six, Princess Grace, what do you make of that? I don't really – I got nothing from that. had every chance, yeah. Mr. Brightside form, like arguably had the best form and just didn't put him away. So I, I'm very. It was short anyway. I, I tipped it. I had a bet on it, and I was pretty disappointed. So I don't know if she's going to get my money ever again. Future, uh, future history in race seven, yeah, found a way to win. And I know it is a good horse. It absolutely is, and it's definitely like it. It, it just proved like especially with these staying trips like what i think it's i think i don't know if it's into the melbourne cup yet but if it gets a shot in the melbourne cup like he's definitely he's, he's in with a chance because he, he yeah. can stay all day and craig williams i think craig williams has been booked to ride it for the caulfield cup and the melbourne cup so the way he's been going you're really like especially with those horses that are trying to get on the speed and just ride like they're mathematically in a better chance of winning the races in a back marker so if he Betting on a stayer that likes to ride the speed and can kick through, like Future History is doing exactly that. So, all honest with Future History, nothing, nothing to complain about there, and definitely follow it further up in trip and race eight, Gold Trip. What it like? Just you, what do you say? Melbourne Cup winner should have won the Caulfield Cup last year, only got knocked off by Durson in a photo finish. But he just looks like even Maren Uses has said he's come back bigger and better than he was when he won the Melbourne Cup. So. He's come back. His first start run in Mooney Valley was absolutely dynamite. Come in and knocked off an elite group one field in the Turnbull. So it's hard to see him losing this prep, but I don't. I think that I think they're steering away from the Cox Plate. They're going to go to the Caulfield Cup and in the Melbourne Cup. And he's at like I was so keen of the band for the Melbourne Cup and everything, but the way he's been going, he's only my top pick right now for the Melbourne Cup. Like yep. that win, and he's proven over the distance. He's proven over with the top weight. Like he's he's going to prove hard beat. So. We'll wait to the final field and everything, but I'm definitely still a goal trip. Is definitely one to follow. Star Patrol yes. loves the straight. Yes. We yes. had that was one of the <laughs> one of the only couple we had for the day, but Jeezy just loves the straight. Appreciate it so much. And he had the best 200 meter splits of that race. So I don't know, he might even appreciate more, like more distance, but I think they're stuck into the straight and like why, like why fix was like what's not broken. If he's going that well, why change it? But I'd definitely be keeping him the straight races. Don't know what they're going to target, but he was absolutely dominant and definitely keeping to anything down the straight. In the last race, uh, Von Hawk had the best sectionals, and I think we were on Ungawa each way, which we did get. Yeah. She stuck in for third, but Von Hawk, Von Hawk had the best sectionals late in the entire like for the entire race. So I think he just needs a bit more. Uh, the winner, Tamer Lane, just just prove what I said before. Sydney form is the best form going around. Damian Lane just absolutely rode it to perfection. Got out in front, let him in the snails crawl, and like when they kicked, they just had no chance. Yeah. Damian Lane well is in, yeah, absolutely. Damian Lane is absolutely flying at the moment. Um, yeah, and that Sydney form was just proven so much better than us than our Victorian form at the moment. Uh, so I've only got a couple of horses to follow out of the meeting. You had to follow you had to follow Bodyguard in any two year old races this prep. Anything down the straight, you've got to follow him. Riff Rocket, back him in the Derby, back him in anything over eighteen hundred meters because he will gobble it up. I, I am unstoppable. He's still my Cornwall pick, and I think he'll appreciate the 1,200 metres. Future history, anything anything in the Cups, the Caulfield Cup, Melbourne Cup, even a Sandown Cup when that comes up, or like a Zipping Classic or something, anything with with over 2,000 metres, he will absolutely eat up. So I can can't tip it against future history and Gold Trip, Romantic Warrior. I'm not, I'm not sacking Romantic Warrior off that. 
the trainer has come out and like before the race, he was so he was like he's not a hundred percent. He needs this run. He needs to be more acclimatized. He's not a good traveler, so I'm not off him. I think he's still a massive chance for the Cox Plate, but you have to see him do it again. So, Gold Trip and Romantic Warrior are definitely still two to follow for me out of that racing, out of that meeting. And but yeah, all in all, like it was a great race. It was a great meeting in Flemington. A couple of good wins come out of it, and a couple of good form form races to dissect. And I think that's a bit CEO. Nothing else to carry yeah, from that's you. That's about it. We'll go to a break and then we'll break down Rosiel after that, which Beautiful. wasn't as great either. No, it wasn't. Break play on there on Saturday, so I'm not. I'm not fucking. The, the, no, the, oh, the greens are better now, but they'll fucking. It's still pretty average, but oh, I'm not playing. I'm not like Brett knows that you're playing. I said, "No, it's Guinea's day." <laughs> not fucking playing golf, mate. I'm punting. Jeez, we are keeping that last little bit in. That is alive. Please keep that in. Like the fucking pizza thing from the last yeah, one. Yeah. <laughs> the homemade pizza. The homemade pizza. Did you keep that in? By the way? Oh, I kept it. I didn't. It didn't capture all of it, but I kept. I kept of it what was in there that I could. Fantastic, mate. It's time to break down Rose Hill now and make sure you tune into the prediction episode as well. I know JC is going to be sending in his tips and hopefully he gets into the studio as well. That'd be great if you can. If you could actually make it for once. Yeah, it'd be good. I love the lip. Rose Hill, break it down for me. Let's roll through it. Race one. Oh, mate. Absolutely great day at Rose Hill as well. There's a couple of good notable winners, uh, but race one and race two, I'm just going to absolutely buy by highway midways. Just oh, I don't take much note of them. Like there wasn't anything to really take out of it, but. Agreed. In the second race, Peace Officer in the in the midway, I think that's an absolute horse to follow. Like he had nowhere to go from barrier 16, Nash hit all he could. And you could even watch him in the race. Like he had to snag him out to the rail. And when they were on the rail, like everything else had a run, but Nash is just he he, he was literally untouched for the four hundred meters. Yeah, it's it. it is it's a fucking great horse. I'd still be following it, but it just needs to draw a barrier like Black Booker. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like you have to follow it. There's no way you can't follow it. Uh, but some of the main section was from the entire thing. Magic Time in one of the later races of the day in the division, I think, uh, had an 11.02 final 200 meter splits, and that was quickest of the entire race. King's Gambit had the fastest final 600 meter splits of the entire race, of the entire meeting in 32.54, which is in contrast to Flemington, which was the final 600 meter splits there, fast of the day. Was thirty three twenty six, so it's a full point seven quicker than Flemington. Right, yeah. So, yeah, Rosie was playing quick, and they went for some pretty quick speeds for the entire day. And Kings Gambit had a ten eighty one final two hundred. So, I'll get to that race eventually. But the splits were through the roof, as well as well as Montefelia. She gobbled up that grand late, and she had a ten eighty nine final two hundred off a nineteen hundred meters and eighteen hundred meter race. So, those sectionals are through the roof. You've got to be following them. And Nashville Wheeler had an absolute day out, had three winners, and they were races seven, eight, nine, and then was counting in for the quarter, and he absolutely did Dunkin' Donuts for me. So <laughs> thanks to Nashville for the quarter. But he, he didn't even ride the quarter himself, just like, like they were absolutely gem rides, and he had a field day. So all one is with Nash, but the first couple, the first two races, bit of mare, peace officers, definitely one to follow. Uh, race three was Pierre Ross, and we did, that was one of the only things we got up for the day, and it, it, it needed the 2,000 meters if it was a, 19, 1999 meters it would have lost, but just that last meter it just stuck its nose out in the line and stuck through. And I think that really just goes to show you how good that Mark West and how good a you form line is. Like that, that, that form line's just through the roof right now and definitely wouldn't be sacking it. I, I wouldn't even say Piros. I think Piros kind of needs more as well. Like it had a fight in its hands, but it, it did fight late. 
And I think with a little bit of distance, a little bit more distance, it's just going to be even better. And then race four was Stanislaus for Zach Lloyd, and Zach Lloyd is like Zach, Zach and Nash. Like when J Max away, those boys are just going to play, and they absolutely did. Zach Lloyd is one of the best, like from the apprentice jockey that he was to like a full jockey now. Like he's he's going to be up there with like some of the best jockeys I've ever seen. Like the way he's just. He's, he's, he's super, like he's only like 20. I don't know how old he actually is, but like he can just read a race so well. And he's just like, he knows when to peel out. He knows when to press. He knows when to go in. Like that bloke is going to be absolutely going places later in his life. Uh, so that like all of us are race four, but race five, how the fuck did Osmosis get a place in that? Uh, the they, bean, like I was, when I when it place, I was like, the beanstalk's done. Like this is just fucked my day over here. And some, like, I was just like, oh, you never know. You get away for the results to come in. And I checked the results, and it fucking got third. We've done it again. I still have no, like, I went back and watched the replay because I put it on our Twitter, reel, like, on our Insta reel thing, and I still don't know how it got third. I, I honestly think they're wrong. Right. I don't think it got third. Like, I generally think they fucked up. But, like, they probably didn't. But, like, I watched the replay on my thing, and, like, how does that, like, I from the footage that I have, I still can't tell you how it got third. Right. But the beanstalk lives. The beanstalk lives. <laughs> and does. I feel like the beanstalk's getting a bit thicker and stronger. It is. It's just, bra- be... it's just bracing every challenge. Yeah. Wait and for I'm... Friday. Wait for Friday morning and you'll have we'll have another good one. And this thing, I'll give a little sneak break now. If if the beanstalk gets up this week, Saturday, you would have tripled your investment. From the start. Yep. Unbelievable. We That's what we like doing around here. But yeah, Osmosis looked a bit stiff at the end of the twelve hundred meters, but King's Gambit. Best win of the day at Rose Hill. That horse is absolutely back. He has been trolling the house down. I wasn't. I was keen on him first up down the straight, but I just don't think he's a straight horse. He just he, like you watch it with Blake Sheen. He was just bucking and waving and just didn't know where he was. But getting back to Rose Hill, got the Sydney way around a corner, and he just put pay to him. Best final six hundred meters put to the entire meeting for a four like for a three year old is just absolutely dynamite. So I can't go against him. I think he's in for a massive prep. I've got to be following him and. I don't know about straight. I, would, I wouldn't be backing him down the straight. He just doesn't like it. But anywhere around the bend around Sydney, you've got to have a go at King's Gambit. Race six, end cap, next race. <laughs> race seven, Montefelia, absolutely dynamite late. I was off it after its last start. I, I, yeah. I, I made it a bet like in, in one of our last like meetings when it was running, and I thought it was a pretty good bet there. But did absolutely Dunkin' Donuts for me there, so I couldn't back it again, but... This is where Nashville really just comes out to shine. Like this horse had the best final 200 splits of that race in 1089, which is absolutely through the roof for like an 1800 meter race. Would have, I can't remember the exact distance of what it was, but this horse has been low key flying and they've, they've booked it in for the Caulfield Cup. And so they got to carry like 53 or 54 and a half kgs or something for the Caulfield Cup. And they said Nash is booked to ride a bit. He's going to struggle to make the weight. So he's going to have to put in a lot of effort. But if he's putting in the effort to ride this horse in the Caulfield Cup, it just goes to show how good of a chance it is actually in the race. So I think Montefiore definitely for the Caulfield Cup. You're going to be, you have to be putting in your numbers if Nash can make the weight, of course. But yeah, race eight, Safu, same thing. Nash Willer can't really argue with it. Winning form is good form. He's firing at this stage. Absolutely flying. And then through to race nine, Magic Time. We had Magic Time and Parasail both in the race, but I was definitely on Magic Time more late. And GC Parasail. Yeah. I like, the, the, I think the only thing that beat it was the barrier. Like it drew literally the widest gate of the entire lot. And had to do too much work. Magic time with the best gate, best barrier, best jockey on, arguably, like just like and he did put paid on late. So Magic Time had the best splits of the of that of that race as well. And you've got to just keep following him. Quick question for you, because uh, I have Parasail black booked. And the question I've got for you is 
do you black book very often? Like I'm not a person that black books very heavy at all. I reckon I probably I literally would probably only have it on like 15 things. I, I, I don't reckon I've got I don't reckon I've got 15. Yeah, right. I reckon I've got maybe nine. I I really do it. Yeah, I just kind I. of I don't even need it, but I just kind of just like have but, that memory. Yeah, I'm just like, oh fuck, that's good. And the all. fact that you have a racing podcast. Yeah, you're gonna <laughs> that, know what's that helps too. But yeah, <laughs> no, I, 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 you can, I, I, I could put mine up now, but I'd reckon I, w- I wouldn't even have ten in there. Yeah, like good. I don't really do it. It's but just it, probably good for people to know. So black booking for those that don't know. Yeah, give a bit of a rundown. It's just it's like if you see your horse in a race, you're just like shit. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't remember that horse. I need, to, I need to follow it. After the race, when you go to the results in whatever betting app it is, most will have a black book tab. Or a black ball button, and you click on that, and some of them even let you enter a comment or something with it. Yeah, yeah. So you put in you put in there like needs further or stick yeah, to this trip, and you you're put not that gonna in write there. a full novel. Yeah, on just it. like you just stick. Yeah, you then, might just go gun. Yeah, or it could be anything. You could just go. Would we'll go better at a better benchmark? Yeah. Could be anything. Yeah, so. whatever you want. But yeah, and then it, so then most of them give you an alert i think a day before it like when it when it's yeah. been accepted they give you a notification saying hey your black book runner is running in race 7 at the dap, at the dap, at the dapto dogs so yeah, just yeah. like yeah but anyway, like but that does happen every now and then i, I don't really do it too much i just kind of I, I do i do definitely do it there are some in there but i just don't tend to do it as often but i think paris sales definitely is still a good horse i just think the barrier beat at the end of the day like barrier 13 was always going to have a lot of work to do for me out there. Last race, moving on. Super, super, super not helpful. Super not helpful. End of $67. I think Holly McRae had it too. You see, he was. He, yeah, he, he got that. on it. Yeah. Big rubber from uh, Weekly Rap got on it. Get Couldn't fucked him. He's that typical type of bloke. He is. He's a, he's a gutless he's, he's a gutless weasel. All right. uh, but yeah, a couple of horses, Peace Officer following. King's Gambit absolutely flying this prep back him. I'm not off end cap. I think he's just at the end of his prep when he comes back next prep, follow him. And Magic Time, wherever Magic Time goes, this prep, you've still got to follow him because that was an absolute dynamite run. Um, but yeah, I think that's I think that's about clocker for me and CEO for the for the recap show. Is, I'm already keen to get back and get into the Everest for this week. The Everest. biggest race day of the entire spring carnival of twenty twenty three is upon us. So make sure you tune in Friday morning because you will not fucking regret it. Love it. Oh, 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 oh,